Hello! Hello! All of our boggies out there, welcome to episode mm. 25 of Your Brain on God 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 God, 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 God. This is episode 25, part three of our self-awareness series. We're going to dive right. into some ways we can grow in self-awareness and why we should in the first place. What's the whole point of self-awareness? What value does it add? So we're going to jump in, sit back, listen up. Drink some tea. Drink some tea. Drive safe. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the episode. (laughs) Like humans, humpbacks have spindle neurons, brain cells that make it possible for emotion, social interaction, and being self-aware. And they have more of them than us. What does that mean? Welcome to episode 25 of Your Brain on God, 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 God. God. Hello, Daryl. Whales have more spindle neurons than humans, or humpback whales at least. Humpback whales have more spindle and neurons. Spindle neurons are the thing that allow us to be self-aware, socially aware as well. So that's interesting. How did they discover that? Uh, well, they used to think that just humans and apes had spindle neurons. That's what it was at first. They thought that was the thing that separated us from all the other animals. It, so you're saying they studied they studied animals and like apes and humans were the only ones that had these neurons and that's, that's what causes self-awareness? That's what they thought. Yeah, self-awareness, social awareness, the ability to have like emotional suffering too, which Whoa. whales are very social beings. The humpback whales and their babies, the calves, <laughs> they're very connected. Are they called calves? They, uh, I think elephants as well have been shown to have, it, have them as well now too. But yeah, they're called calves. Little little whales? Uh-huh. They're huge. <laughs> How the big are they when they come out? I don't know. Oh my God. But they're pretty big. They're bigger than me and you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that that they're sense. whales. Okay, so whales have more of these spindle neurons inside of their brains yeah and spindle neurons are what what researchers say connect us to having self-awareness and and suffering to have emotion social interaction and self-awareness whoa that's kind of crazy right i wonder what a whale thinks about itself i wonder if that PETA loves that i bet i wonder (laughs) (laughs) it has caused see uh, whales are self-aware oh my gosh (laughs) stop killing the whale <laughs> I did read that it caused uh, you know a lot of debate more about the morality of hunting whales. Or do the people hunt whales? Yeah, there's whale you hunters. You didn't know that? I thought that's why you said the thing about PETA. Why don't they have a show on Discovery <laughs> I think, Channel? I think they do of whale hunters. <laughs> but I think it's about stopping whale hunters. No, you can't kill sharks. I'm sure you can't kill whales. I don't think you're supposed to be killing whales. But people, people harvest do. them. People harvest them. Yeah, <laughs> they harvest their organs. Yeah, yeah. Like the blood, the killer whale that was harvesting shark liver, shark livers. If you guys didn't know this, some time ago there was a, a whale, killer whale, also known as an orca. <laughs> <laughs> he had to throw that out, <laughs> which was out for shark livers. They found shark bodies; just the liver was missing. <laughs> Which is what I'm after as well. They didn't know what was happening at first, and they realized that these are 
teeth marks from killer whales. It ha- it happened for a short period of time, I think, but Charlie, really weird. <laughs> There's not a, uh, uh, what? anyway. Uh, llamas with hats or something. Oh, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> or no? You stole my liver, Charlie. Oh my gosh! Oh god, you took my liver. Anyway, okay, no, so Charlie. so so whales are uh, self-aware. Self-awareness. 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 Yes, and that's what that we're talking is why about. We today. were talking about this this whole time because I found this chart this picture is on an aquarium with my wife Brittany, and it had this little thing some fact about about whales and i was like we need to talk about self-awareness literally it's the whole <laughs> reason we did a self-awareness self-awareness series just so we can say just so we could talk about these whales and then the first two episodes of this series daryl didn't talk about i totally whales forgot once. to talk about them he didn't talk about his whales okay so what does that mean whales have self-awareness that just means i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> but when you told me it, you were like, I'm so stoked to tell you this it was fact. So crazy that they have they have more spindle neurons than we do. Like they have a and what I would take that to mean is they have a bigger capacity to be self aware than we do. But maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Right. It's just it's just fascinating to me. I would never think of a whale being self aware and right. thinking about itself and its emotions. And the emotions of the of right, those around them. Right, but it them. still doesn't have like complex. Well, I guess it does have language, huh? It has complex language, yeah. Like inside of its mind, when it's thinking, like, "Oh, I should really be nicer to my children." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a dolphin. Anyway, okay, dolphin. yeah. So spindle yeah. neurons call self awareness in us. There you go. There's that, their fun fact it, before we get into it. Yeah. So that's the reason we are able to be self aware is spindle neurons. Spindle and neurons. And if you're a human being, I'm pretty certain you have spindle neurons. And so if you, you don't, too have the capacity maybe get that checked out. <laughs> Hopefully there's some, some stem cell stuff where they can input the spindle neurons into you. Can you imagine if we could all get uh, an extra dose of spindle neurons? God, that I would wonder. help out a lot of people. That might help out a lot of people with social awareness. Yeah. And self-awareness, talking about our impact on others mm-hmm. around us, right? That'd be good. Dang. Dang. So we're in episode three. Well, episode 25, actually. Of your brain on God. Part three. Part three of our self-awareness series. Now that we know our fun fact about whales, we're ready to jump on in, jump all of in our boggies out there. Dive in, as we should say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did we just <laughs> breach a good conversation? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're talking about, uh, in, in episode one, we talked about self-awareness for personal growth. Part episode one. two, we talked about self-awareness mm. and how that affects our relationships. And in this episode, we want to talk about tools to actually stepping into self-awareness. Now, we've mentioned a couple tools, Mm -hmm. um, and we talked a little bit about how you actually know if you're self-aware last episode, but we want to be more specific in in what can actually bring us into a greater uh, sense of of self-awareness. Yeah, and actually, what do we do after we become self-aware too, right? Because self-awareness really isn't the end goal. No. I think uh, the Jahari window is a helpful little thing to keep in mind that every person has, there's these four quadrants, four different areas that we are uh, in when it comes to self-awareness. There's the open area where I know and other people know this about me. There's the blind area where I don't know and other people know it about me. Mm -hmm. Those are our blind spots. And then there's the hidden area or the mask, the facade where I know things and I don't, I choose not to reveal those and share them. And then there's the potential or the unknown right and as we grow in self-awareness and in authentic community and living authentically we want to increase that open area right find out our blind spot our blind spots 
um, and decrease the amount of things that we are choosing to hide and keep secret and live authentic, right. and, you know, fully integrated with ourselves um, and uncover those potential right areas as well i think the first w- window to start in then i mean you have the open area you can kind of reflect on those different things but probably the first area to start at least what i would think in self-awareness is what am i hiding because <laughs> mm. i think that's that's like an immediate thing that you right. could do literally right now you don't need yeah. to go to somebody to say what do i not know about myself right like wh- what am i hiding from other people or or maybe what you know uh facades am i am i putting on that aren't actually presenting me fully i guess or right, or right. authentically in front of other people um and, and and how can i become more aware of those things that i'm that i'm hiding so i can actually show those things you know i can actually bring those things into the open area i guess that would be the first place i would start yeah that's and that's probably the most accessible right because i mean well yeah because those are things that we are aware of already right right the things that we choose to hide behind or things mm-hmm. that we choose to neglect mm-hmm and it, maybe it's something that it's there, but we kind of act like it's not and maybe try to find another reason to believe that right, we're feeling right. that way or, right. you know, we're not being true and authentic to ourselves. Right. Yeah. Dirty little secrets, man. Yeah. They get heavy. They get heavy. Skeletons that, in the closet? Skeletons in the <laughs> closet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, it's an amazing feeling to live, live unhidden, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's the goal, um, it is to live a life that's fully authentic, that's out there in the open, like, hey, you know, read through my stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah <laughs> read my yeah. mail. I, I got nothing to hide, you know? I, I think that's a that's a powerful way to live. One, because it gives you a solid sense of like, uh, well, it, it kind of eliminates shame as well. You know, hidden things hidden things are are breeding grounds for, for yeah. shame to develop, for fear to develop, for all of those things to develop. And so actually bringing into the, self, the self-awareness spot, that open spot, understanding what's actually going on uh, in ourselves that, that we're hiding from other people. And then, and then maybe going and actually just sharing with a close friend. You know, mm-hmm. hey, this is something that I really haven't shared with anybody. Do you mind if I like, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is this is what's been going on. Or I feel like I hide behind this or actually before you go to a person, I would say go to God with it, you right. know, because yes. I, yeah. I think that's it's kind of funny. It's like, it's like God knows everything and we try and hide behind certain things and act as if he doesn't know you know it's like uh-huh. it's like this is like my little secret that god doesn't know so <laughs> but I, I think in, in growing in relationship with god i've realized that he he wants us to tell those things even though he already knows mm-hmm. about those things you know i think my little sister preached about it a little while ago and she was talking about parents how like parents will ask kids if they did something not because right. they don't <laughs> know that they did it but because they want them to have the opportunity to tell them that they did it. They right. want them to offer, to have the opportunity to share what's actually going on because in sharing it, you actually develop a character of honesty, right? Mm-hmm. And it develops a safety in the relationship if the parent is not, you know, punishing or, you know, judging that kid, but then saying, hey, thank you for telling me. Thank you for being honest. And then it actually provides a healthy spot for failure to happen as well, right? Yeah. But, so mm-hmm. so it, it's it's a, a perfect opportunity in wanting to grow in self-awareness to bring what you know that you're hiding to God. <laughs> and I think I think that's that's the 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 first step is is 
it's almost like what David says, you know, when he comes to God. Well, actually, that's a different thing because he's talking about any uh, any hidden things in me. Show search me. me and search me, me and yeah. know me. But but to to bring those things to God and and to say, hey, like I've been acting like you don't know about this. This is actually what's going on. I feel like I act in this way because I'm insecure in this spot, or you know, right. I actually have some anxiety around this, or this happened and and I've, it's been too painful to even bring it up with you, God. So I'm gonna bring it up with you. And then once you bring it up with God and see some of that healing, you can start bringing it to other people too yeah you know, close friend i think that uh well you know on that note that was adam's first response was to hide whenever he did something that he knew he shouldn't have done mm-hmm. right was he was hiding god called him out hey where are you at and he's right. like ah. <laughs> right and he was hiding because he was scared and he was ashamed mm-hmm. and um i think that living in that hidden space keeps us from growing in self-awareness because those hidden things we want to keep hidden. And so we can mm. try to even deceive ourselves with those things, right? Where right. we come up with excuses or we try to justify something mm-hmm. or we try to find another reason why we're feeling a certain way or doing a certain thing. And those hidden things can be things that we are even choosing to hide from ourselves because mm. we don't want to admit it or we don't want to face the fact, right? And then it keeps us from growing in self-awareness because it makes us defensive. And then right. when somebody else might point it out, maybe it's a blind spot. Mm-hmm. We think it's hidden, but it's actually just a blind spot in mm-hmm. our life. Or we don't realize it's bleeding out in all these ways. Mm-hmm. And someone else points it out to us. That's an opportunity to grow in self-awareness. But instead, because we're trying to hide it, we push against it. Right, right. Or we're defensive, or we right. close off, or we react negatively. Right. And so as we learn to uncover those hidden areas and take off the facade, the mask, we can start being more open to growing in our blind spots. Right. So I think that's a, actually is a perfect place to start is that right. space, the things in our own life where we already know we are hiding these things. Right. Yeah. And it, it really is, you know, we talked about it earlier about self-protection, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we've talked about self-protection a lot in, <laughs> in our in our podcast, you know, it's like, why are you hiding anything anyway? It's like be- probably because there's shame around, <laughs> around, uh, actually sharing that with somebody or sharing that with God or being open. It's uncomfortable to talk about that. It's, um, you feel like maybe it will call this cause a divide, uh, a divide in a relationship, whether that mm-hmm. relationship is with God or a significant other, or just a friend, um, a family member. And so we're, we're scared to actually just come out with those things and actually reveal those things because because we're trying to protect protect right. protect protect but we're actually damaged doing more damage to ourselves and keeping ourselves weighted down if we don't bring those things to the light if we don't actually um, step into that open place and like you said too right it makes you more defensive and then it actually prohibits you from stepping more into that open space where you are more right. self-aware so that your relationship with God yourself and with people can get healthier and healthier yeah yeah and that's the point of growing in self-awareness right is right. To move towards health and growth right move towards health and growth mm-hmm. that's why we want to become self-aware mm-hmm. so we can have better relationships with ourselves with god with those people around us right and then once you once you've shared you feel like at least and i'm sure there's there's always stuff that we're kind of learning about ourselves and then we share you know with each other i feel like i'm, I'm learning about stuff <laughs> every week about myself i'm like daryl yeah i learned that i'm an idiot in this way you know <laughs> but but there's stuff that i i, I mm. learn about myself and so that's a continual process but i think yeah. i think once you you know kind of let go of some of those maybe deeper things that that you've been hiding and bring those into the open space and allow someone to know i guess the second step or the second window to actually take care of would be allowing other people to to 
to allow you to know what you don't know. Right. Right. Our, so addressing our blind spots. Addressing the blind spots. So maybe, yeah, you start with the facades and what you can kind of see. Is there any facade? Is there anything that I'm covering up, starting with that window and then moving to the, the blind spot window? And then I think that comes through just asking good questions to good people. You know what I mean? Or to... Yeah. to um, to healthy people, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To discover our blind spots, we, you, you need an outside source, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, an aspect of reflection that can help us grow in blind spots, but it's hard to reflect on something that's, you don't know is there and doing the facade, you know, addressing the facade, taking off the mask and, uh, you know, especially taking off the mask that we put on towards ourselves, you know, right. like, no, I'm, I'm this way. No, I'm this way. Or, or I want to do this thing because of this, but we kind of feel like maybe I want to do it because of something else, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't want to address that. We can learn to address that because it's there inside of us. We can recognize it. We can point it out. But for the things that we don't recognize, um, it's hard for us to take note because it's like we're right. living inside of a, of a, of a world where everything is a certain way. It is the way that it is. Right. If I'm living inside a certain culture, uh, we just do things a certain way. Things are done like this. It's always been this way. This is just the way that it's done. If somebody comes from an outside another culture, they can start pointing out the things that I'm doing in my culture that I don't even realize I'm doing. Mm. Right. Right, right. 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 Because and you're so ingrained in it I'm that so you don't ingrained. realize you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's just normal to me. I don't know anything else. Right. And we can't really address the things outside of that until we have an outside source, outside perspective. Mm. It's and like having fresh eyes when you go into like a new job or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like once people, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Hiring a new person will be able to be able to see something within the culture or the way the organization right. is that mm-hmm. they're not used to. So it right. stands out to them. But everybody who's there might just be used to it. And that's just the way it's done. Right. 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 And it's hard to see those things once it's so normal to us. It's so natural to us. Right. We don't realize it's even happening. Right. And so it's like the whole illustration of being in the water. And then like the tide's taking you, you don't even know. You know, like... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Explain the illustration. When when you're in the ocean, the flow of the ocean, like you're in the ocean swimming or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. you like, you look up and you're like, where was I? Where's my umbrella? Yeah, yeah, where's my umbrella? Because the water took you and you didn't even know that you were being taken into that way until until you actually look at, you know, at like the focal point or whatever, where you were or some, but sometimes it takes somebody else to actually say, Hey, Hey, we're over here. You know, you're drifting off. You're over here. You know what I mean? We're way back here, you know? Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or it's like, I, Oh, I recently heard something that was brilliant about fish, (laughs) but I don't know what it was. (laughs) Wait, you did? (laughs) Yeah. It's had something to do with a fish. Uh, Oh, it's like about a fish wanting to go to different water and like, and and that like the older fish was telling him it's the same water, you know, but like they didn't know anything, anything different. They didn't realize mm. that there are all these other, I don't know, that just probably has nothing to do with what it was actually about. <laughs> hey, but, but Drew, fish, I appreciate that you brought it you know, up. You know, a fish doesn't know that there's air until it gets out of the ocean. And then it dies. <laughs> Unless it gets back into the water. Most fish probably doesn't know air exists. You know, it's kind of like this. When a fish gets into the open air and then dies. And then dies. <laughs> uh, no, but, but most fish don't know that there's anything else except water. Because that's all they do is stay in the water. Right. Right. And they don't know that any, there's there's another thing out there called air. Right, right, right. That they can't survive in. Right. But it's there. Right, right, right. Um, 
Yeah, but it's good to have an outside perspective, right? An outside source. That's all that to say. <laughs> <laughs> how many different ways can we put this? It's good to have someone on the outside. It's good to have a you, good friend. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have a good friend. Or our blind spots. Um, yeah, and asking a, a question that um, that I found helpful that I thought was really cool that I, I heard from John Maxwell is he said that he would ask his people that he leads, "What's it like to be on the other side of me?" Mm. And that's something that he can start getting a social awareness, meaning he can start seeing how people are being affected by him. Right. Right. What is it like to be on the other side of me? Mm. And that's something that we can ask people that are close to us, that we love, that we trust, that know us. And, uh, you know, whenever we go into this intentional addressing of our blind spots, it can be easy to be defensive. Right. Because we don't want to have, problems (laughs) problems <laughs> we don't want to have things that are not right. what we thought they were you know right. we what we think we see ourselves a certain way and maybe uh that's not true something mm-hmm. isn't true that we thought was true about us mm-hmm. and uh i think i shared an example on one of the other um parts of this series but just about my sister letting me know her experience of me whenever i can come across as like critical by giving advice and mm. I thought I was being helpful, you know, mm, right. so I, I wanted to love and help. And so I say these things, but it, come, it comes across as judgmental or critical. Right. Right. That's something that I didn't realize I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe I could have thought about this and had some, some introspection time and thinking about, well, what is this person's experience? But I have to have some kind of outside source at least to let me know that it's possible to be experienced in another way. Right. And so my sister, help me see that blind spot right within myself mm-hmm. right and then i can with that that's an opportunity for me to get defensive right because then i could say i'm just trying to help you and you don't want to hear what i have to say right because you don't want to be helped or whatever you know mm-hmm. i can get defensive and start thinking about me and trying to protect myself and trying to protect the image that i had of myself but if i truly want to grow in self-awareness for the benefit of my relationships and my health my personal health my right. relational health I need to be okay with being wrong mm-hmm. and I need to be okay with there being a gap between who I am and who I want to be. Right. And honestly, it's a practice in humility. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because what a, what Absolutely. a humble question to go to somebody else, maybe that you lead or in your family, one of your friends, your significant other and say, what's it like? Ex- what's your experience of me? You know, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then saying, I actually want to know, you know, I mean, and being honest, don't say like, I mean, only say the good things, you know, right, but, but right. what is your actual experience of me? Do you feel safe around me? Do you feel good around me? Like what, what, what do you see when you, when you see me, you know, and then actually listening and accepting that feedback and being like, okay, this is this person's experience of me, you know? Right. And, and even if it might be quote unquote wrong or like bias, it is that person's experience of you, mm-hmm. you know? So then you can, you can kind of take a deeper reflection on okay, what was valid from that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what can I actually do to change this? I can actually see that as well when they said that. Or get the counsel. I love, uh, you know, um, the, the Bible talks about, like, wisdom being in the counsel of, of multiple, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, of multiple brethren. So it's like it's like if somebody says that, maybe don't just take it like, you know, that's fact. That's that's how it is, right? But but go to somebody else too and, hey, do you see this in me? Have right. you have you seen that same pride that this person is talking about? Do you see that? And then if they're like, well, I've never seen that in you, then it's like, okay, maybe go to another person, you know? Like, do you see this pride in me? You know, but at least you can kind of get a grid of where the boogers are in your nose. <laughs> 
you know <laughs> at least you could get you could get a grid of it and so that you can you can determine whether <laughs> what you can determine whether or not you need to pick them out or not yeah that's good right yeah yeah that's good you know we want to know where the boogers are so we can <laughs> get them out of there so we can get them out so of there man breathe easily exactly yeah and i'm trying to and i'm trying to breathe easy right so i think it's a it's definitely yeah definitely a practice in, in humility and mm-hmm. and and so we have kind of like the looking at yourself portion right understanding like kind of the facade bringing somebody else um um into that and then I think what helps with both of those things before before we talk about something else is is going into uh, I guess what I'll call observer mode. <laughs> yeah. Observer mode. Eep, beep, 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 beep. Okay, right. So you go up into observer mode, which basically means this, and this is something that we talked a little bit about in uh, the first uh, part of this series, is that oftentimes we're looking at ourselves um, with a, a judgment attached to ourselves or what you mm-hmm. said when somebody says something or calls something out in us we immediately create a story about why they're saying that or we get defensive or or whatever right, right. and we immediately place a judgment on ourselves or we're we're scared of placing a judgment on ourselves and it being true so we place a judgment on that person you're speaking out of turn how could you why would you ever say something like that whatever right, right. and so so what i mean by observer mode is that we need to practice learning or we need to practice learning. We need to practice seeing ourselves through a, I guess in some sense, a non-biased lens or a lens without judgment, you know, to be able to see what is, but to not attach identity to ourselves when we find mm-hmm. something out about ourselves, to not attach shame to ourselves when we find out something about ourselves. Daryl had a good um, um, analogy before we, we started recording. It's like to be able to look at yourself, say you want to like get fit, you know what I mean? And to look at yourself without judgment, which is which is really hard, you know what I mean? I've just been thinking yeah. about that recently. I'm like, I need to get back in the gym. And it's hard to look at yourself and be like, ah, this needs to be tighter and like and not get like anxious about like, I want to be stronger in this area. But it is a practice to look at yourself without judgment and then to make a decision, okay, what needs to change, right? Yeah. So it's almost like a you're distancing yourself in a way from – I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) Maybe you can explain it for me. I've heard it said like suspending judgment. Right. I think we quoted somebody in the first part about – being true self-awareness requires us to look at ourselves without judgment. Mm-hmm. And the analogy that um, I was I was talking to Aaron about was, you know, if we look at ourselves naked in a mirror, it's like that's kind of a vulnerable thing to do without <laughs> yeah. judging ourselves. Right? Which I do often. <laughs> I do, every day. I just want to practice self-awareness. <laughs> but without, Daryl, what are you doing just practicing self-awareness? <laughs> when he asked me, every day. Yeah. I'm like, babe, I'm doing, I do this every day. I'm just practicing self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> but to look at ourselves right. fully, completely, vulnerably, right? Right. And without judgment, mm-hmm. just looking at ourselves as we are without mm-hmm. making a judgment, not saying, oh, I'm too much this, I'm not enough this, mm-hmm. uh, I need to have this, I am not, da da da, you know, and having these negative or positive judgments, really, just taking a look at ourselves in observation mode, like I right. said, just to observe and think, okay, well, where am I right now? Right. Without judgment. And then think, well, where do I want to be? Do I want to be right. somewhere else or do I want to be right here? 
Right. And if I want to be somewhere else, that instantly creates a gap, right? Like there's the me right now and then there's the me that I want to be. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we get caught in that gap and we start making judgments. Right. But instead of doing that, we just need to look at where we want to go and make a decision to make movement and action towards that. Right. right? That's what self-awareness does. It allows us to see ourselves as we really are. And then we can make a choice to be different. Right. If we want to choose to grow rather than focus on the gap, focus on growth, on growing. Right. If I think, okay, I lost a lot of muscle during the quarantine. I want to get some muscle back. I right. can do that without judging myself and thinking I'm too skinny. Right. You know? Right. I'm too skinny and therefore da-da-da-da. Right. And we make it mean all these things. Yeah. Or the same thing. It's like I just you know, people are telling me that I'm prideful or I like realize that I have pride in this area. Oh my gosh, I'm so terrible. Right. I have pride. I'm, I'm the worst. I mean, you know what I mean? How does that help? <laughs> you know? right, it it doesn't help. It doesn't change the fact that you have pride, you know what I mean? Right. Or, or, or help you with the process to actually grow in humility, right? Yeah. What allows you to grow in humility is to see something as it is say, Oh my gosh, I have that in my life. Right. right. And then, and then just to say, but that does not define me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like, or that's not who I want to be. And uh, I, I love the idea of just the fact that you don't want to be that probably shows that that's not who you are. You know right. what I mean? Just the fact that you don't want to be prideful, you don't want to be lustful, or you don't want to be, you know, whatever, arrogant, mean, angry, whatever. Just the fact you don't want to be probably means that you're not that person. You know right. what I mean? And then, and then you can actually make steps to not be that person, right? When you yeah. actually see, when you actually see yourself in that way. So, so suspending judgment is huge because that weight of pressure, like it actually perpetuates, you know, I would say maybe even for, uh, you know, body types or whatever, getting down on yourself because you don't have as much muscle. And then the anxiety of that judgment perpetuates people to get in, caught up in like eating and more unhealthy patterns, right? right. It, it doesn't do anything healthy. There's, it no, doesn't, there's it, no benefit in judging no, yourself. No, no, no. And that's it. what it really is. It's the difference again between self-consciousness and self-awareness, Yeah. right? It's not to look, it's, it's looking at yourself without judgment, coming into an observer mode, being able to see yourself as you as just as it is without tying yourself or somebody else <laughs> mm -hmm. for that matter, which is mm -hmm. also very important, not tying somebody else to what they just said or were honest with you about, right? Going into observer, how do I, is this actually true? Can I see this in my life? How do I make steps to fix it? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, and something that I remember hearing when I was in college from the, my principal, he would always talk about being unoffendable. And right. one of the examples he gave was well, if someone says something to you and then it was something that you might get offended over rather than getting offended, ask yourself, is this true? Mm -hmm. Is it true? Okay. Well, I, well, it's actually true. Maybe I should do something about that. Right. Is it not true? No, it's not true. So why would it bother me? And so mm. in the process of growing and, and seeking uh, uh, healthy feedback mm. and to discover our blind spots have that same kind of approach. If we get feedback from somebody mm -hmm. or if we hear something that's like a blind spot gets revealed to us, ask yourself, how is this true? Or is this true? And, right. and take an honest look to see, well, maybe this is true. If it's true, right. I don't need to beat myself up over it right? because I don't want to stay there, right? right. If I'm going to beat myself up for, over it, it's probably because I don't want it to be there. So right. rather than beating myself over it, because that's right. an unnecessary step. Right, 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 right. <laughs> let's just choose to grow. So what do I need to do to change that?
Right. And if it's not true, you know, like Aaron was saying, if somebody mm-hmm. said, gives some feedback and you're not sure if that's true, you seek within yourself, do some reflection. Maybe you don't, still don't see if it's true. Ask somebody else and it seems like it's not true. Then, okay, that's that's okay. Let it go. If it, Yeah, let it go. If it mm-hmm. comes up again, mm-hmm. search again. Mm-hmm. If it's not there, let it go. Right. And this might sound idealistic. It's like, right. oh, yeah, if I just, <laughs> you know, because it really is what, what we're talking about in a way is like getting rid of ego. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. because the only reason that we fight those things anyway when people come at us like that is because there's an ego and a sense of self that we have. And when somebody calls out that or we realize something about ourselves, it's hurtful. Right. right and, yeah. and it's painful. So it sounds right. idealistic. But I think, you know, and again, this is the journey. Uh, of self-awareness. I yes. can't say that I'm fully there either. That when people actually call stuff out in me, I'm like, I'm not like, oh, that kind of... It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Right? I, but I also want to be the person and and believe it's possible. I have a very hopeful outlook on what I can actually step into in this life, right? Where, where I could hear somebody's criticism or, you know, whether it's constructive or not, positive or negative, coming right. from the right motive or not, Right. Mm-hmm. I could hear somebody's criticism and go, okay, I'll think about that. Thanks. You know, right. yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, because it's not about really, you know, th- their words or who they are because they said that or because, or who I am because, because they criticize that. It's like, okay, well, I'll take a look at that. Right. You know, yeah, and then yeah. you could take an honest look at that. And that's, that's the type of person I want to be because I want to be most open to growth. Right. Right. Yeah. I want to be most open to growth and I don't want to get down on myself or down on another person or make make, you know, something about somebody else when it might have to do about me. Right. All of that time is wasted space that actually keeps me from becoming the person I want to become. Right. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. goal is to keep on cutting away those things that add to the space between you and the gap of who you want to be. Right. Right. (laughs) They just add to the timing, the beating yourself up, the putting it on other people. Right. It's, it's, it's like you said, I love that. It's a useless step. And do I continue to do that? Does my ego feed on that? Yes. (laughs) Do I want to be that? No. No. And now I'm self-aware about that, that I don't want to be, you know, that I do do that. And I do go into that ego state or whatever, but I want to be a different person who steps steps into something yeah and even that self-awareness gives us the Mm -hmm. opportunity to do it differently right and that's the thing Uh, self-awareness is is what allows us the opportunity to change right because if we never grow in self-awareness we're probably going to continue in the same path that we were going because we didn't know any different or didn't realize it was happening right but when we realize that we're doing something then we could be more intentional to change. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean it's going to change right away. Mm-hmm. But we can at least address it intentionally right. and make progress. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, oh my gosh, did I lose my train of thought? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, another way. Train so if, if you look at yourself and then ask other people to step in to make yourself aware, another tool is just um, like personality tests. I think that's like a pretty concrete tool to start to understand yourself. So yeah. taking tests that are for your benefit, Daryl said before, he said, not the which Harry Potter character are you? <laughs> not something like that, right? But but yeah. the Enneagram or um, the disc or the strengths finder. Yeah, because things that are designed to help with self-awareness mm-hmm. and personal growth. I think right. that's important. Right. And to use those as tools for personal growth because that's whenever... 
I mean, uh, sometimes there's like fads with certain things like strength finders. I remember I knew a lot of people that were into strength finder for a little bit. And the 16 personality types when I was younger, that was really popular. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Myers-Briggs, the 16 personality types. Uh, my, uh, Enneagram has been really popular in recent couple years. But people use them as uh, like just boxes to put people in. Right, right, right. Which isn't the purpose of any of them. Identity boxes, yeah. Yeah, and the or people use them and they don't actually use them for the tools that they could be for growth. It's mm-hmm. like... Now I have another way to label myself. I'm a right. da da da. And yeah. but what does that actually I'm a mean? Seven oh, I don't really know. NF, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, what does it mean to be a, an INFP? Or what do those letters even mean to represent? And it's like, I don't know, but I know that I. But I know that I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know like these different labels, but are we actually using them as tools mm-hmm. to grow? I took a personality test, therefore I am. Therefore, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Rene Descartes. Uh, But that is a it's a huge thing because these these different personality tests, these Mm. like are self-awareness assessments. I think that we should use them as self-awareness tools. Right. And when we actually look into results that we get and read about it, what does this actually mean? Is this actually true about me? Because sometimes those results might be a little bit off. It's not going to be perfect every time. And uh, do we actually take the time to intentionally grow and right. and uh, fall even look at what it it would advise us to do? Right. You know, because so many of those things will come with steps to grow, and come with ways that we can grow in self awareness and social mm-hmm. awareness. But I don't think we take the time to actually look into that often. Right. But so there's there's so many tools available. And the purpose of them is to grow. Right. Um, something that I love about the different tests is that, or the assessments, I guess I should say, is that they, they just give language to mm. things that are. Right. <clears throat> it gives language to who I am, to who you are, to these different things that are natural to us. That to maybe, what you're experiencing of yourself. Yes. It yeah. gives language to those experiences, which maybe we didn't know how to put into language before. Right. And so they're tools for us to understand ourselves and to understand other people. Right. Right. And I love the, I love the Enneagram in the way that it's connected and how the numbers are so connected to each other and it's the purpose is to not stay and at this the the spot that your number is mm-hmm. right with the enneagram if you guys don't know it's like nine different numbers but it will identify the point is to identify what number is most natural to you what mm-hmm. number you most relate with but then to move in a direction of growth and health right which actually moves away from the most iconic things about that number because the Enneagram is a, uh, it, it kind of identifies brokenness. It's like identifying the ways that we are broken so that we can know which way to heal. Right. The direction that, what health looks like. But people so often don't use it that way. It's like, you're such a number, you're such a three, you're such a four, you're such a seven, you're such right, a nine. Right, yeah. And it's, in, in doing that, we're like, you're so broken in this way. Right, right. Because that's what it's doing. It's mm-hmm. saying, you know. Yeah. But they're tools to give language to. Yes. So that we can grow. Yeah. We can become more self-aware. And and that language, again, is so important because you being able to articulate mm-hmm. what you feel or what's going on in you allows you, it reveals who you are, right? Right. It, or it reveals how you're acting or uh, it allows you to share with another person what you may be feeling on the inside so that they mm-hmm. can speak into that. Right. So, so all of that stuff 
is is super awesome you know stepping into those things and again it's yeah it's not an it's not an identity box but it's a tool for for uncovering for uncovering some of those things yeah and just like getting feedback from a from a close friend right sometimes we could take those assessments or we can read certain Mm -hmm. things and think oh i don't really like that (laughs) right or i don't want to be that way right and uh i've heard uh, one of the a big teacher on the Enneagram say that the one when you're reading about the Enneagram types, if you read through all of them, well, the one that makes you irk the most is probably your number, right? The one that you're most uncomfortable while you're reading is probably you, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably you because yeah. it's un it's uncomfortable. And yeah. uh, I forgot who said it, but they said that the thing that stops us from becoming self-aware is the discomfort mm. that we experience in right. the process. Right. And I, and I would say, um, you know, a fourth one, uh, too, and I don't mean to get all sermon on you, but it's going to the word for me, you mm-hmm. know, going, going to the word, going to the Bible and actually like reading the word of God and then seeing that even as like a mirror for me yeah, is a sometimes hard thing to do, you know, <laughs> but it's also a very beautiful thing to do because I believe it, it doesn't show us, you know, who we're not. It shows us who we are. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and those high standards, you know, sometimes that, that, that Jesus sets or like the caring about like what's actually in our heart because what's in our heart flows from our mouth and the abstaining from, from sexual immorality, from, from slander, from, from lying, all of those different types of things. Those help me that the word helps me. It becomes a mirror to me that becomes very self-aware. In fact, mm-hmm. James mentions yeah, it right. as a mirror in the word, right? Yep. It's like someone who reads the word, but doesn't actually do it is like a person who looks in the mirror and immediately forgets who they, who are, they are, right? So they're yeah, looking they in the word like. and then not living according to it. They're forgetting who they are. Yeah. Right. And so I, I want to, I want to know who I am through God's perspective. Right. And so I go to the word and it's a great self-awareness tool because as I read the word, I start to see maybe maybe some of those gaps, you know what I mean, and think Jesus that gap was met by G- by Jesus, right, right. <laughs> you know it was met by him, you know. But mm-hmm. I but I use that as well for a tool to say, oh man, I do have, I think I did was prideful to this person, or or I want to to love that person. I want to be sacrificial in the way that I love. Like I want right. I want to be called to this higher standard. I want to be honorable. I want to you know hold value. I want my words to carry weight. I, you know what I mean all of those different tools, and and we could go into that for way way long. So I don't want to dive fully into that topic but but that's a huge self-awareness tool for me yeah 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 me too and just reading it because as we read it that's something that can ref- we can reflect upon right and that takes intentionality too mm-hmm. you know to actually ask yourself am i doing this you know right am i living this way am i loving like jesus is saying to love mm-hmm. you know am i am i uh going to this person who offended me like mm-hmm. jesus said to do you know to go right. and to seek reconciliation right and or am i doing this right now right and just being able to ask ourselves those questions frees us up so much to grow in self-awareness, yeah. to become self-aware. Yeah. And uh, I would at any point in the day would rather be self-aware and identify something that I want to do differently that I'm not currently doing. Mm-hmm. You know, If I think I'm being a certain way or a certain per- kind of person or having a certain type of impact on people, but I'm not, I want to know that. Right. Right. I don't want to beat myself up over it. And, you know, sometimes it hurts to hear it. Sometimes it hurts to find out, but I don't want to live in a space of ignorance. Right. Because it's easier. Right. Right. Totally. I want to, at the end of the day, ignorance isn't going to be easier because it's going to cause more pain. Yeah. It's going to cost a lot more. Yeah. It'll cost a lot more. Than your comfortability. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I would say the last, just the last thing, um, would be also just to celebrate the open space. 
because I think that's a box we maybe missed. Like the unknown space, it's like, well, you'll figure that out as you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people those, will figure it out, and th- those will uh-huh. make their way into the facade or into the one of the other boxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. As we grow, we start the blind those spots, things yeah. start in. We start becoming more aware of those unspa- yeah, unknown Yeah, the unknown spaces. space. But I, I think I think just an important thing for me is to celebrate the open space. Mm-hmm. You know, like celebrate the things that 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 I am learning about myself right, and that people yeah. know and that I get to share with people. That's, I love that, you know, like mm-hmm. I love the the journey that, that we get to go on becoming, becoming more aware of, of what's inside of us and what we feel and how we act. And then people know that and, and we can communicate that and it allows us to connect with people better because, because we're relating through similar experiences. I, I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a huge thing that keeps me going in the mm-hmm. journey is when those things move into the open space and it's like, huh. You know, like that's an amazing feeling to be like, I do that, you know, and now it's not so much. I think a lot of things now for me are not so much like, oh, I do that. It's like, I do that. I can change. Wow. There's like, there's like a hope about bringing it into the open space and then celebrating. Look at what's now in the open. Like, look what I know about myself now, or look what, you know, now I told Daryl, look what Daryl knows about me. And then like it formed a relationship with us or it helps out my relationship with Abby or my, with my family. I, I love celebrating that. And that gives me the, the joy the, to keep going. Yeah. And it's, it's the open space that really is, I think the potential for connection right is that open space right and the smaller the open space is the smaller opportunity for connection there is right and the more we can be Mm -hmm. live in that open space and expand that open space and build our relationships with people who have that open space right the stronger our connections will be Mm -hmm. because there's actually opportunity to connect right if i have a really small open space and aaron has a really big open space there's not going to be a lot of opportunity to connect, right? right? There'll be some connection, but the more that I learn to grow my open space and to live in that space, to operate in that openness, and he does as well, then mm. we have a, an opportunity for an authentic friendship, for an authentic relationship right. to grow closer together. And there, that same thing applies for any relationship in our life. Our friends, our significant others, our family members, our kids, our siblings, our parents. Mm-hmm. When we can live in that open space that's the opportunity to have healthy relationships right yeah and it takes self-awareness to right. do that right we have to learn to take off the mask and the mm-hmm. not hide behind the facade we have to learn to discover our blind spots and mm-hmm. be open to our blind spots and start revealing those things about us that maybe we don't even know right um and nobody else even knows go into observer mode yeah let go of judgments yes. you know in it be present in the midst of the pain of maybe uncovering stuff that we don't want to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and then actually be intentional about the journey as well. You know, right. I think that's a, a crucial thing is it's a journey that you have to choose to go on. Cause I think yeah. it is very easy just to slip back into kind of blissful ignorance about yeah. what you're doing, oh, yeah. you know, cause it's, it's a seemingly easier journey uh, but ultimately not easier in the long run, but it's a seemingly easier journey and something that we can slip back into. So being intentional um, about that journey, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to go into the word, to have those solid relationships where people are telling you about the boogers in your nose, you know what I mean? Or something in your teeth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where they're, they're not friends that just don't say anything, you know? <laughs> right. And, and you are moving more and more into that open space. I love that so much, Daryl. Like the... The, if I have a small open space and then I meet somebody with a large open space, 
you know, it might encourage me to have a larger open space, but there's not going to be much that we can connect on if I'm set on holding my space that I have, right. you know, not going to, I don't want to address my blind spots. I don't right. want to reveal any of these facades right. that I'm hiding behind. Right. I don't want to learn more about the unknown. Yeah. You know, like I just want, mm -hmm. I just want things to stay as they are. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're actually going to keep yourself in that box rather than that, you know, rather than that open space becoming more and more open, which allows for greater connection. Yeah. And it's so much, I feel like it's so much more free, you know, right. just the freedom that we can operate in with God and with mm -hmm. ourselves, with other people when we choose to live in that space. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm encouraged. I hope you're encouraged. I know. I know. I'm encouraged. I'm like, I need to get more self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you uh, for joining us in this three-part series uh -huh. of self-awareness, episode 25, a quarter of 100 episodes quarter right now. Quarter of 100. Wow. We're so close to 100. One-fourth of the way there when you put yeah. it that way, right? That's a quarter. That's a, that is we a, are. That is a We are, we are quarter. a quarter. We can play a game at... Uh, but we're worth more than a quarter, Daryl. Anyway, we're okay. <laughs> Make sure you follow us yes. on Spotify Podcasts and iTunes Podcasts, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Any other ones? YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe, uh, follow, like, comment. Uh, we absolutely love you guys. We will be back next week uh, for another episode of Your Brain on God, 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 God. God. We love you guys. Have an we amazing week. Woo! Talk Woo. to you soon. All right. Yeah. Bye.